This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Handlers. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host, my partners in crime this afternoon, Jared Timms and John Crane. The Angels are finally getting underway as we record this afternoon, and uh, well, it's about stinking time. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm ready for some baseball. I had a long day at the field yesterday, but you know, it's uh, I'm ready for more baseball. <laughs> I forgot to ask you: Are you making it out for spring training? I'm gonna try to. If my schedule lets me, I don't think it's going to happen. But if I can, I will. I got a lot of friends playing out there this year, so I'd like to go out there and see them and you know see the Angels play, of course. But uh, if if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know. And John, I know you're going out. How you doing, man? Yeah, it's really opening day. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't all excited. I'm not. A, no, I'm glad I'm not a big opening day guy. I'm like made plans to show up on opening day for spring training. Um, hey Jared, was that was that a picture of you uh, like from yesterday on Twitter? I was. Yeah, yes. Live action, huh? Live action. Yep. Had the yeah. had the fans there. Got a picture of me. Angels weren't playing, but Jared was. So. Yeah, we were there from. Uh, we were, we started. We, I, I got there at eleven for batting practice and everything, and we ended up. Uh, we had a two-hour rain delay. Didn't start our first game till five. Didn't start our second game till nine. Was out of there about midnight. So not a lot of not. I mean, we won two games, so that was great. But you know, a long day at the field. I slept in really late today. So. <laughs> well, just to clarify, when you're talking about the field and the games, what are you talking about? Some people don't know you. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I coach college baseball, Hope International University. I assistant pitching coach, and I do our some of our analytics stuff. So it's. A lot of fun there. I get to yell at umpires and everything. So, so you you haven't been thrown out of the game yet, though, like that. Poor Not yet. Kid I say from- yesterday was yesterday was the most chirpy that I got. You know, I had an umpire <laughs> looking in it into our dugout, and I had to yell at him. But 
you know, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, that's what happens when we get into our, you know, conference games and everything. It gets gets a little crazy, but, you know, it took three or four, so I was excited about that. Played well. Well, the picture I'm referencing showed him surrounded by uh, armed security. So I, <laughs> I assume there, there was some sort of activity going on there. I, I don't know. Maybe I could have you know, been deceived by the picture. I don't know. <laughs> so, John, how you doing, man? Uh, it was supposed to rain, but it's not raining. Um, we're just, it's a lazy Sunday afternoon in Diamond Bar. Lazy Sunday, like, as in you're not doing anything all day long except for podcasting and, and potentially watch the Angel Spring training game? That's the hope. That's the hope. Well, it's coming out pretty soon, too. Finally. Fi- oh, and you know who's hitting cleanup today? Did you see? Yeah, you know, I, I saw the lineup. It's Joe Adele hitting cleanup. Yeah, it was a very young lineup that they had posted. It's pretty stinking fascinating, if you don't mind me. Don't mind me saying. I'm just saying. Just want to point it out. Pretty stinking fascinating. Kind of excited about it. See Joe Adele wearing the Angels uniform. Pretty excited. All right. So there's actually a lot we want to talk about today, and it just came to mind that over the course of now, what, 17 years almost that uh, Ardmer's owned this team, there's been quite a few ups and downs. So there's some controversy there. And there's also successes. With that trade falling apart a little bit ago, and everybody's upset about it for different reasons, but mostly because Artie shut it down, it really just came to mind is, you know, especially with this recent five year playoff drought the Angels have been through. How do you grade him? Because we know that Artie's done a lot of good. I know people are mad at him, but he's done a lot of good for this franchise. But there's not been a World Series appearance under his watch. There's been some division titles. There's been some playoff appearances. But Mike Trout's never won a playoff game, for example. and only been in a three-game set. So I guess... Now is as good a time as any to sit back as we look forward into this season to kind of look back and get a grasp really on who Arden Moreno has been as an owner on this show in the past. We've been mostly defensive of him because of his of his willingness to spend money to improve the franchise where other teams don't want to spend money. But given what happened, I thought it would be essential for us to take a deeper look at what he has done and what he hasn't done and really kind of grade them. That's difficult to even say. Like, who the heck are we to, to say we grade Well, you know what? We're three Angels fans, journalists, whatever you want to call them, who cover this team. Now we've been covering this team for almost a year with this podcast. And, but most of us have been Angels fans all our lives. I think we have a right to, to be critical, either positively or negatively, about them. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but you up for it? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm good to go. You're good to go? <laughs> All right. I'm good to well, go. Jared nods his head a lot of times. <laughs> just nods his head in agreement. You know, just At some point, ahead. we need to just you know go to a video podcast so we can have everybody, you know, sh- their faces being seen on YouTube instead of over our audio. So we can see that Jared's, you know, Jared's the guy who will sit there for a podcast and not say something for a while, and you're wondering what the heck he's doing. Like, is he sitting there plotting world world domination? Is he the weird dude in his, in his underwear, kind of just looking at us weird? I mean, what is he? So, Jared, what are you doing? 
I mean, just... I, I, right now, I'm sitting in a chair, and I, I look up stats a lot of the time. I'll say that. Like, I'm on Fangraphs, Baseball Reference, um, even Twitter sometimes looking at stuff. I may pull up the game during our podcast too, just to just to see what's going on. But uh, but a lot of times it's it's just stats. I'm I'm looking stuff up, seeing how how I can improve our podcast. Well, there we go. I, I, I'm constantly monitoring Jared's Twitter because I am one of the few people who is Are not. One, well, I guess I, I guess I am. Well, you're one of the few you, people who's nice to him, right? Yeah, I, I'm comical in my responses. I, I, I'm not vindictive or, or, or threatening or anything. I, I, I kind of make light on him, and I try to stoke the David Fletcher fire whenever possible, whenever he gives me an opportunity to do that, Well, you, which seems to be quite a bit, actually. I mean, in, in fairness, though, for all the heat Jared takes, man, Jared, you can mark this down, date and time, that I actually praised you for something. But Jared is really good at, at just kind of shirking off the, the critics. I think both of hey, – hey, get this. I don't know if you saw this, John. The Talking Halo's Twitter account and Jared's Twitter account appeared as one of the quote-unquote top 10 worst Angel fan accounts. I mean this week. No, I didn't see that. No, I, I didn't. I, I I think I even threw, gave you a shout-out as the – well, should, should I t- should I delete that tweet where I said I mean I was, the, the man I was behind thinking, the curtain of talking Halo? Well, I'm not Twitter. I'm not supposed to be the man behind the curtain. That's, you, you could go back there too and use that account, but you tend to be on your own account. Now the uh, I the kick the thing that kind of annoyed me is not that they said we're one of the top ten worst fan accounts. It's just said calling us a fan account. You you could say you were top ten worst or whatever. So what do we ever do on Twitter except talk baseball? Honestly. I mean, if you think we're a top 10 worst account, more power to you, dude. But fan account? Nah, fan account? I think we try to balance the role between journalism and just being the average Joe fan as best we can. So I'm not sure that I like that. I know, Joe, I know Jared, you're a fan, but you're also very much the analyst. And you do try at least to say somewhat objective of what you do i mean tell me if i'm wrong there yeah i mean it's hard for me to consider myself a fan anymore especially with the way that i look at games like it's very i I, i've had people ask me before and it's hard for me to watch a game anymore and like not be on my phone looking at how hard a ball was hit or how you know how hard a a ball was thrown or how much ground was covered i mean it's, it's tough for me not to do that anymore so i mean i guess my fandom has gone into a separate direction, unfortunately. Well, I guess it's fortunate for myself. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's it's it's. I like it. You know, I I think it's fun. I don't, hey, Jared, I don't, I don't care. Jared, have you ever yeah. kept score at a game? Uh, yes, yes, I have. I I used to do it a little bit more than I used than I do now, but but yes, yes, I do. I do it in minor league games a lot. Like if I'm out there um, reporting and I'm just kind of there's nothing. For me to nobody for me to really watch. I'll I'll keep a score. I'll keep tabs on what what's happening and everything. They give you get lineup card. I get my own lineup cards um, when I'm out there covering games. So it's kind of nice. I, no. I, the guy the guy I go to spring training. I will be going to spring training again with this year. His name is Mike, and he uh, he keeps score and I, I razz him and 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 make fun of him a little bit. Um, really shouldn't do it because it's actually a pretty purest thing to do but i don't know how to do it so there you go so. i can't do it dude 
There's no way I can I can keep my attention span on one spot too long. I'm I'm all over the place. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. From one spot to one spot to one spot. As much if I want to try and keep score, it won't happen because I'm gonna be looking everywhere. I won't be paying attention to every pitch every, every moment. Amen. I, I just won't. I mean, that. I mean, to those who are able to do that, more power to them. But one minute I'll be looking at home plate, the next minute I'll be looking off over at shortstop and seeing what he's doing. Then I'll be looking over left field, the right field, to see what those guys are doing, and coming back to home plate. Can't do it, man. I'll miss a pitcher in there. Um, I'll just keep. <laughs> I'll just miss him before you know it's a home run. Yeah, he'll actually turn to me and ask me something like, "What just happened on that play, or who who made that out?" And mm-hmm. I'll be like, "What? <laughs> I just what can't do about? it." Squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. I'm what so are you talking about? <laughs> all right. So, all that in mind, folks, we are really getting closer and closer to a one year anniversary. Getting closer to a 100th episode. I have to start thinking about what we're going to do for that 100th episode. And um, that's the reason to celebrate. Actually, I, I mean, when this podcast got underway, it was a and it was a, an experiment to say the least. We, we had Rams Talk Radio that we're doing for the Rams, and this was a shot in the dark, basically to just get me a little bit more work and and uh, drag John into it. Well, John kind of volunteered, but in the end, this has been a very successful year for us overall, and we'd like you to be part of it. And we also want to thank you this for the overall just sheer amount of time and effort you put into listening to our shows and the feedback you give us. It's meant the world to us. So as always, we are running a contest, though, that just kind of re- reward you as for, and also for helping us out as well. If you could, have a, head over to Apple Music and leave a five-star review. It has to be written out because that way we'll know we'll see a post. And then if you just take a screenshot to us and email it to us over at talkinhalos at gmail.com, it'll enter you into our contest with an opening day tickets. And it's creeping up, folks. i got to get these tickets mailed soon, so let's get that 100th, 100th entrance in. Um, geez. 100th entry in so we can go out there and make some magic happen for you and pick a winner. And by the way, we do want to go ahead and do some quick feedback on, and John, I'm sure will love this, right? You'll, you'll love, you like hearing all the feedback people get, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, absolutely, you say? Especially if, especially if it's about me, I'm sure it's, hey, hey, you know, what? what is it? There's no such thing. What what is the expression? Publicity doesn't matter. It's publicity. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Hey, at least they're paying attention, right? Elite. Well, sometimes bad attention is not exactly good for your reviews on iTunes. I'm just saying. You're so sensitive. You're so sensitive to things like that. I you well, hey, I have that's... to be, man. That's what gets the charts, man. That's that's yeah. how we move. If if it, it, that's just how we move. So we do have several since our last time. Actually, we have a lot to read. Get out of Dodge. And so, you know what? I'm going to start right there because someone was hard on you and they came back and apologized. Oh, I, I read that one. I know what you're talking about. But go ahead. All right. Here we go. We'll start with, with Jared just because, you know, Jared needs some love. Love from Twitter, actually, from Papa Lovesack. That's right. Papa Lovesack. Jared, you're the man. Don't let the haters hate. <laughs> um, this is great podcast from Chavez JD11. I really enjoy listening to Talking Angels. Okay, Talking Halos. Here, but thank you. <laughs> it's very informative, and the people that are on the show are very knowledgeable about the game. I really enjoy listening to the analytics side of baseball. I'm glad that is that is discussed as well. If you're an Angels fan, you guys subscribe. Thank you, dude. We really appreciate it. Um, did, hold on, hold on. I can't let that go. Does does he like? Does he really? Who does he like better? Josh, Dirk, or um, Jarrett? 
He doesn't say, but you know what? He was, he's, um, we're, we're thankful that he's uh, leaving a review and we appreciate we got him in there. I know. I am very thankful for it. Hey, and he's, and he's not saying anything bad about me. So I know, right? right? Here we go. <laughs> professional. Praise that listener. As we're being praised for our professionalism, you won't stop talking. No, gosh. Okay, here we go. Professional, informative, and fun. Hey, here we go. We're called fun by C. Dodson 123. Talking Hills is great. Derek brings great insights on broadcasting talent. He interviews well and brings on some fascinating guests and former players. Jared brings the analytical analysis that is so much of art of today's game or his game today, as well as the perspective of one who is a player and now coaches college ball. And John brings the enthusiasm and fire of a diehard fan. It's a balanced podcast that is real enjoyable to listen. That's a pretty well-written review, actually, too, quite frankly. That's very nice. I like um, that plus one. Review. Plus review. That, well, we haven't gotten any negative ones, at least written out for a while. That's kind of nice. Um, this is from Welcome Matt. Great work. Love the podcast so far. I look forward to each new episode. The, the different outlooks is a great way to run a show, and specifically, Jared, keep it up, man. Haters are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jared. Really enjoy this podcast from B. Giles 18. This is one of the few Angels related podcasts that posts on a constant basis, which is nice for me as a fan, especially during the offseason when there isn't real any baseball to love to watch. Love the insight the guys bring and their, the love for the game. They give quality analysis of the team and moves they should and shouldn't make. It's a great listen, so check them out. Go Halos. This one's for John. It's for John. Here we go. Best <laughs> podcast out there by Angels fan. One five two two. This is a revised comment. My first comment is pretty harsh on John, who I thought was an uninformed fan to listen to the podcast. He is truly the one of the best hosts because he brings a great attitude and it's funny. There you go, John. DC is a fantastic host. He brings he constantly brings in great interviews and, and as great co especially Jared, who's been a wonderful addition. If you're looking for an Angels podcast, please subscribe and you won't be disappointed. And also, if you're a Rams fan, check out DC's Butting Heads podcast. It's wonderful too. Except. That's Steve and Johnny. They got buddy heads. I got Ramstock Radio. He almost had me. But thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Really do. Um, search for it every week by Xavier Wool. I love hearing the podcast a lot. It gives me uh, it gives me a feel like I'm near Anaheim. I live in Arizona. I believe the guys are fans of the Angels, so I like to hear what other fans of the team I like have to say on podcasts. I'm glad I found you guys go Angels. That's Xavier Wool. Love the, con- the conversations and consistency by O. Tony with two Y's. Really enjoy the deep analysis on players and interesting facts I never knew before. Keep it up, guys. These guys get it from SoCal Horn Frog. Really appreciate how thorough the guys dive into the team. Coolest part about this pod compared to others that follow the team is that three, the three different perspectives from, fam- from, ho- from the hosts really count each other well, providing balance analysis, killing it. Okay, so... I am going to stop right here for now and then come back in a little bit because we have not even actually gotten into our subject yet and we've been talking for a while. So, you know, we appreciate those folks who are a part of our show and podcast. We'll read some more at the end. So here's what what we really want to get into. And that is Artie Moreno. And I guess I'm going to go first just to ask you guys flat out how you feel about him as the owner of this team but also try and then turn around and be objective when you're looking at all the pieces of the puzzle overall. How do you view them? So there's the fan side I'm asking for, and then there's the objective professional side to how a person just should run a business and run a club. 
So I'm going to start with you, John, because why not? Go for it. My perspective of Artie since he's been the owner of this team is he's really just been the owner of this team. He's not a he's not an upfront guy. Doesn't seem to make the news a lot. Um, it, you know when he except when he does things like uh, change uh, changing our name to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, so I mean I really think he's he's he has rarely been the face of the Angels. Um, I, Sosha was before. I don't know if you could say Stoneman was. I could certainly say Epler is um, and uh, is more of a face at this point. So I think as an owner, I think he's done what I think an owner is supposed to do. Now, again, we're going to go back to um, defending him. I get. I, I don't know if I'm defending him when I'm saying this. It, it, no, I, I guess not, because I guess if you could say he's any decisions that he's made – Maybe he's been too trusting of people as much uh, over time, so and left uh, and let us fall a little behind in, in analytics, and so so maybe his base the people he's trusted maybe haven't always come through for him, but overall as an owner, I mean he he has had a lot of success. Do we have a World Series ring since he's no? But we're not we're not a I mean, we're not a perennial. Uh, seller dweller um we can be frustrating because of the talent that we have and that we're not able to push that over by adding additional talent which again i i've always said i don't think he's i've never identified him as afraid to spend money and but this recent revelation that came out regarding him in the trade i think was one of the first times i've really heard him involved in a transaction where it's come out that he he actually was the reason that it that it didn't happen. So, and which is why I'm critical of him, and I think you guys are probably critical of him too for this. But I think as an owner, he's been he's been what an owner's supposed to do. He's focused on the business. He's certainly increased the value of this team, which I don't know if that matters to many fans, but it's definitely improved our, our recognition nationally. That's it, Jared. What do you think? From a fan side, I get it. You know, I you know, it's the Angels haven't made it to the playoffs since what 2014, unfortunately, in that area. Um, I, I get it from a fan side. It, it's not fun right now. It's not good. I mean, hopefully this year you turn it around. You know, the Angels haven't had a winning record in you know since 2014 or you know a year before that, unfortunately. And you know they've played in a good division, arguably one of the better divisions in baseball since then. You know, and they haven't had the best team. And, you know, they've struggled to build around Mike Trout, who's been the best player in baseball since, you know, he was born. So, you know, it's – it's as a fan, you know, I, I get it. It's It's been tough, you know. Uh, from a business side, though, it's – he's been spectacular. You know, he's he's grown this franchise, this organization into what it is today. Um, you know, we'll, I, I think we'll say – we'll see the numbers here in a few minutes, but – We'll talk about the numbers in a few minutes, but you know, from a business side, he's he's been spectacular. You know, Um, the one negative, you know, I'll say is you can't change the name like that. (laughs) That that's that's my one negative. It has been and always will be. You know, whether I'm a fan, whether I, you know, whatever I do, you know, it's that that's the toughest part for me. But 
you know, life goes on, you have to, you know, continue going on, you know, you can call them what you want, whether it's Los Angeles angels, whether it's Anaheim angels, you know, California angels, whatever you want. Um, you know, but from a business side, he's been spectacular from a fan side. I understand how you can see he's, or how you can get, you know, mad at him, how you can, you know, everything has happened, but you know, he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been great. You know, he's like John said, he's been an owner, you know, he's been there. He's not Jerry Jones. Thank goodness. He's not in the media all the time. You know, it's, it's nice. It's good to see when, you know, he is in the media, he's talking good about the fans. He talks good about the players. He talks good about the organization, which is exactly what you want. He's like I said, he's not Jerry Jones. So that's, that's always a plus. But what would you say to the fans who say he is based on his interference in, in certain deals like this one or his relationship with Josh Hamilton and how that went? I mean, that, that's actually the root of what we want to kind of analyze now. There's a, there's a track record of some questionable signings and some questionable decisions. There's some, now there's a track record you know, of a trade going bad. That was his decision. We have no idea how many other trades he squashed over the years or how much he's inter- intervened, shall I say, in player decisions over the years. And that's kind of what I wanted to actually have us evaluate. I mean, what do you say to those things? I get it. Again, we don't know the background behind everything. I mean, again, if if you have to be extremely, you know, critical about something, when they told Tory Hunter that there wasn't enough money to sign him and then they went out and signed Josh Hamilton, that's another, you know, negative for me there. That that one hurt. I but again, it's just kind of one of those things. It's it's business. It's baseball. Um, if you compare Artie Moreno to Jerry Jones in any way, you're looking at this in a completely wrong, in a completely wrong way. You know, um, though I guess you could compare him because you know Jones has done fantastic with building Dallas into the, the Cowboys into what they are today. Whether you know you want to look at them bad or good, they're a fantastic business and they know how to make money there. Um, same thing goes for the Angels. So businessman wise, I guess you, you I can see it. But I mean, if you're comparing them to how they can, you know, control the team and such, I think that already is one percent of what Jerry Jones is. I feel like Jerry Jones steps in on everything. You see him in the media every day. I feel like, and we, you just don't see that with with Artie at all. You know, uh, personally, I think it'd be I think it'd be interesting just to ask people nationally who who the owner of the Angels is. Because I, I don't think I mean I think you could ask nationally people who the owner of the Dallas Cowboys is, and I think you, at least among sports fans you'd get the high nineties, if not a hundred percent. Artie Moreno, I don't think you're going to get that because he really is not a he's not a guy who's came out. He didn't come out and say that he quashed this trade. It 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 became released, it became known, and then I guess he acknowledged it, but he didn't come out and and. And say I, you know, I quash this trade, or or I'm not paying for Artie, you know, I'm not paying for Tory Hunter, or I'm not. Um, I, has he even been that visibly outside, um, you know, publicly uh, outspoken about Josh Hamilton? Has he, he he doesn't really speak about these things publicly unless uh, unless I've missed it. Uh, so I mean, he's not a flamboyant owner. He's an owner. He's just a guy who. Uh, to to do what he did, and I don't have any understanding of the marketing of that. Why be, us being the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is better than us being the Anaheim Angels, or like I said, even the California Angels? What what the dollar amount of that is? 
because uh, I agree. I'm like with Jared. I, I still it's kind of hard to call us the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I call us the Angels most of the time, or even the Anaheim Angels. Um, and it opens us up to ridicule to our neighbors to the south who uh, have funny T-shirts making fun of us, calling us that. So. Um, but I, I don't think he's a Jerry Jones type at all. Jerry Jones said, I don't think Artie Moreno's in this for anything for him except money um, and financial and and perhaps success. He wants the team to be successful, but I don't think he's here for attention. I don't think he seeks it. I don't think he, uh, yeah, I don't think he seeks attention at all. I think he wants to win. I think he wants to win. I think you. You don't spend the sheer amount of money he's spent consistently just for the sake of trying to raise your brand name. I mean, you're trying to win. I I think some folks out there don't really get that. But, you know, if you were really about just money, there are other ways, man. There are other ways. I guess I struggle with Artie a bit because I believe when it comes to fans overall and the way he's treated fans at the ballpark, he's been... He's been a great owner. I really believe that in terms of the ballpark experience as best he can. He makes that place a, a nice place to watch again. He's been he's very well known for um, the efforts he made like when he took over the team to lower prices, to listen to what the fans wanted there, make it a, mo- a much more appealing place to be. He's always been that way. The question to me is, not the fact that he's willing to spend money, because he clearly is. It's what do you do with the decision making? Like what how much are you interfering with the front office? And like Jared, you said, we don't know all the information because it's just not out there for the public eye. We don't know. We don't know what it was on that in that moment on that Sunday morning that got him to finally say, No, we're not doing this trade. No. Is it just him being impatient? There's some belief out there that he just was impatient. So it's hard to say. Well, he's so so he he's had three managers since the time he's owned this team, and two of them have been in the last two years. So he doesn't seem like he's a. And uh, to say, and just to be clear, I think I did in- indicate that I that I think that he does want to win. Um, I just, I just wonder, and maybe Jared and both of you have a, a take on this. Is the fact that we own that we own? I'm sorry, that Mike Trout is an angel, and that sense of urgency I think people feel with Mike Trout is that the reason that fans are so uh, get, uh, so quick to to jump on Artie and to blame Artie for wasting? Because if we didn't have the best player in in one of the best players in base in all baseball all of time on our team at this time, getting older every year. I think is is that the sense of urgency that's causing people to act like Artie is actually a, a an unsuccessful owner when his record really proves he's not an unsuccessful owner. We haven't won a World Series, but a lot of people haven't won a World Series since he's owned the team. Uh, but we have had a lot of success, just not most recently. But that could change this year. But it seems like it should change this year. Jared, do you want to take this one first? Yes. You know, I, I do think that that is the case in, in a sense, you know. Um, but at the same time, 
I think you know the fans also just want to see a winner all the time. Though I I do believe that it is pushed up a little bit since you do have Mike Trout out there, and they want to see Mike Trout have a winner. You know, I, everybody wants Mike Trout to be in the playoffs. Everybody wants Mike Trout to have that World Series ring. Nope. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants it more than Mike Trout and or and anybody in baseball. You know, but yeah, I, I do think that it's kind of sped up in a sense. You know, like that's why the Angels didn't fully rebuild that. You know. It, that's just kind of how it is. I I view it as the team has a one in five years, and you have Mike Trout. If this team has been close a couple times, fans will probably be a little antsy, but they wouldn't be. You know, I mean, I would think they wouldn't be freaking out. Like this, this has been, in my view, a very negative off season in terms of attitude from the fans. That's even with the Rendon signing and the other changes. Nothing's been really good enough. Even Rendon signing was criticized. We need pitching. And they're right, you need pitching. But when you can get somebody who can fill a, a gap on your team for every game, or almost every game, that makes a lot of sense. But I just think overall fans have decided you know, they're tired of the same old. This is a franchise that was basically... On a winning path. Let me say it this way. Before 2002, we were used to disappointment. We were used to struggles. Right? We were used to angels collapsing. <laughs> That's what they would do. I mean, they collapsed. Now, what we have is a franchise that won so much between 2004 in 2009, and then going on a little further into 2014, that we expect them to win now. We expect them to compete because that's part of what it is. They are now, they're no longer a team we expect just to crash and burn. And in September, they are a team that did enough to where we expect them to go further than that. Does that make sense? They, they have raised the bar of what the expectations are in the franchise. And that's already he's doing. This will start at the end of the Disney era, right? With Bill Stoneman in charge. It got passed over to Artie, and he was out there spending the money. So they changed the way this franchise should appear. That's just my point of view. I don't know if you feel that way, John and Jared. Uh, John, what do you think? I'm, 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 I'm I'm happy with him as an owner. Like I said, the he, the only person you, you you always agree with is yourself, right? There's an expression. So do I agree with everything? Do and I guess to really judge this whole um, uh, squash trade, I guess we're going to really be able to judge it this season. Depends on how our success goes. If we end up missing a wild card by a couple games, or we end up missing a playoff by a couple games. I think it could. You know, it's going to get magnified again. Um, so, I mean, would I have loved to have that trade? Do I understand why he why he stopped that trade? I have no idea. But that's the problem is I don't really know why he did. It, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like a money thing. And, and it's interesting because the way fans were when when the trade was executed, people were were um, crying about trading um, Ranjifo. 
like, oh, he was, we had so much time with him and he was We had so much control and, you know, that's what it was. And then the trade gets canceled and everybody's all, oh, I can't believe Artie quashed it. I can't believe Artie did this. What's going on? Da-da. So the vocal, the vocal, the Twitter accounts, the Twitter's never going to be happy with uh, our owner. Um, but I, uh, with our, our manager, maybe for a while with Joe Madden, he'll get a honeymoon period with, um, but I, I, he's had a lot of success. I, I, I could pick a lot worse, uh, situations to be in than the angels are in right now projected by many to make the playoffs, which we'll see how much that'll quiet people and, and how far we, we succeed. Sure. The fans kind of need to take a step back kind of how Artie needs to in a sense take a step back and let the people he hired do his do their job for it um does it feel like Artie sometimes gets in on it a little bit too much yes but he is the owner and at the end of the day and I've been told this by people that I've talked to before because it's it's tough to understand things sometimes Artie's the boss and he, whether you like it or not, he gets, he gets his way, you know? So if he wants to go out and sign Gary Matthews jr. Or Anthony Rendon or somebody like that, or squash a trade because you know, he didn't like the way it was going and that's his call. You know, you know, Billy and staff can say what they want to him about it and give their two cents and whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. But at the end of the day, it's Artie's team, and he gets to say what he wants about it, unfortunately. And some fans might not be happy. In another sense as well, it was this is kind of a tough thing for me to for me to understand as I've kind of grown up, I guess, in a sense with um, all of this and maturity and all that, is you also have to please the fans as well, you know? And if that's going out and spending more money like they did this offseason so be it you know you, you can't always rely on your farm system though you know i being farm system believer i think that that's how you can build a team i think that's how you build an organization through your farm and through you know your young talent like that but you also have to go out and please the fans eventually and i some uh, that that's another hard concept for people who are trying you know, the, the Twitter GMs in the world, you know, um, that are saying, oh, it's not a good idea to trade your farm system away. You know, you need to keep that up. Well, you know, you, you have to go in and please your please the fans sometimes. You have to go do your do a thing to win, you know. And I, I think that you, you have to find that happy media. And I think that Artie's done, you know, a, a good job with that. And I, I don't think that really answers your question that much that you originally asked but you know it's it's a it's a tough concept to grasp and us as fans it sucks that we won't know everything but we're never going to know everything that goes on behind behind the scenes and if we did the astros thing would have got out and that god would have gotten out so much sooner that it than it did and you know it's an unfortunate situation but there are secrets in baseball that we don't know i mean the same thing goes with everything in the world you know there's secrets that we just we don't know about whether we like it or not and you know that's just kind of the way it goes and we'll we're we're left speculating on what we think happened or what's going to happen or what should have happened so I mean, let's look at everything that 
he's done since taking over this club, and you actually add some stuff onto what I added. And, you know, as we're pulling that information back up, I want to point out that it's clear that he's made a positive impression overall in this franchise. Okay, this is not the same franchise it was under Disney. This was a dysfunctional franchise across the board for many years. And, you know, when you listen to... Actually, when we talked to Jeff Devannon last year, he was one of the people who really kind of filled us in and told us that this the World Series was kind of a surprise in a lot of ways. So, you know, I look at this overall and see a franchise that's successful. A couple things I want to point out here. It doesn't mean he's above criticism. As a fan, you're more than welcome to criticize any movie he makes, fair or not. Okay, We're welcome to it. Now, if... There, it's not knowledgeable criticism, then, then you look like the fool, right? You know, if we make criticism about him that's unfair, that's without knowledge of it, of it then we're the ones that look stupid. So we need to keep that in mind. It's better to keep to the facts. What do we know? We know that he took over a team that's worth $180 million, which was crazy when he bought the team to and. In 2003, I think it got up to 225. Is what he bought from from Disney for? It was 225. They were 20th in franchise value. Now they're worth 1.9 billion dollars. They are eighth overall in franchise value, and they're ahead of the last two World Series winners, or two out of the last three. Okay, Houston and Washington. They are actually ahead in terms of franchise value. They have signed Mike Trout, Albert Pujols. Josh Hamilton, C.J. Wilson, Anthony Rendon, Justin Upton, Vladimir Guerrero, Gary Matthews Jr., Finley as well. They were able to re-sign Simba, right? They they traded for him and signed him. The same goes for Jerry Weaver, right? They were able to get him to stay. Those, that's a lot of money. Now, we could talk about how those players did uniform, like Josh Hamilton and Gary Matthews Jr. They didn't know where it lived up to their contracts, right? And you can go and say those are bad decisions. Gary Matthews Jr. was basically a one-year wonder. Josh Hamilton was just a better fit in Texas. He had it was it was stupid of him to leave Texas, and it was stupid of the Angels to go sign him. Right? I mean, that's if you looked at the tea leaves, looked at the actual evidence that was there, there are red flags. But the Angels have attracted more than their fair share of stars to come in as free agents, haven't they? I mean, am I wrong, guys? John, am I wrong? Uh, this is what I've been. We've been getting criticized for us, I think, since we started the podcast. Because I always, the, the, no, you're not wrong at all. The man, the man has not been afraid to spend money, and I don't think he's shown any sign that he doesn't ever indicated anywhere that he doesn't want to win. Um, go ahead, Jared. I had something that I was thinking of before Derek. Derek asked me that question, and I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> No, I mean, this list proves it, what we just said. I mean, he's not afraid to go out and spend money. I I feel like he made that, you know, fairly obvious right away. I think when did, when did he sign Vlad, 2004, 2005? 2004. Yeah, just a, maybe a year after, maybe not even a year after he bought the team. He goes out and signs the biggest free agent, you know, future Hall of Famer, you know, everything about that, you know, and put them in a winning scenario again you know that like you said i i mean okay i was 
in second grade when the Angels won the World Series. I'm sorry if I make you guys feel old there, but I was in second grade when the Angels won the World Series. Um, so I don't remember it that much, you know. And it, it, I would assume it was a surprise, especially with the team that they put out there and the start that they had and everything behind them. Um, they had a fantastic year. They they lucky in a sense, you know. They they had a great year. They had the perfect year. They went out and they won the World Series. It was the perfect year, you know. So. Yes, and then, you know, they came back in 2003. They didn't do as well. And then he went out, and right away he went out and tried to put a winner on, on the field by going out and signing Vladimir Guerrero, who ended up, I mean, did Vlad technically, in a sense, turn this franchise around, really. So is Artie. This this franchise has been turned around by by that, whether you whether the fans like it or not. You know, he, he's turned this into a positive direction. And, you know, if who, who knows what would have happened if they didn't. If he didn't buy him, you know, Vlad's not an angel. Um, Pujols might not be an angel, which some people might be happy about. Some people might not be, you know, they, they, it's, it's one of those things, you know, yes, (laughs) yes. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'll never forget the day they signed Vladimir Guerrero. Um, hearing the news at work, calling my boss, who was an angels fan, leaving him a voicemail where I'm practically screaming on the phone. Um, uh, that being said, I'll also never forget the day that I learned that we signed Josh Hamilton, and I would think I was equally as excited at that time. But um, I, I just think it's interesting the way we judge people. Like, like as a player, there are players that really good, successful, uh, Hall of Fame players who go their whole careers without uh, winning a World Series, and I don't think they're considered failures. And I understand fans want to win, and I'm not, and I and I do believe Artie wants to win, and I do believe that we have we we will have a chance to win another World Series, at least one, uh, while he's still the owner of this team, and I think that's always been the goal. But that people are so upset and just want people you want you know call for you should sell the team. He you know he's he's a he's he's a bad owner or, or he's he's a failure because um he hasn't won, we haven't won a world series that's a very high high lofty goal for anybody in 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 major league baseball in sports to judge a person on one side and again uh, i know fans don't care about that but the the financial success that he is that he has achieved in this team and by since he's owned this team, the value that he's put into this, this team is, is, is going to, is going to set the stage for the future too, for future successes. And uh, I mean, Artie Moreno is, is, is not a, is not a failure. He's not a bad, he's not a bad guy. And I, I know, I guess it's, I don't really hear people calling him a failure, but some do winning the world series isn't an easy thing to do is the moral of my story. I'm going to go against you guys on this a little bit, and it's not because I want to. I mean, it's just historical, okay? We're talking about a franchise that has seen everything go positive in terms of value, in terms of what they've done to try and win through it. Frequency, they were able to sign their big stars, Mike Trout, Rendon, and yes, Pujols, Vladimir Guerrero, they're able to spend that money. The problem is, despite being one of those big players in a big market, a big market, they're able to spend, if they want to, every year 
easy top 10 in terms of payroll if they really want to push the luxury tax on it, they can if they want. But yet, it's not just about winning through free agency. It's, it's about being able to consistently do this. And what I'm talking about is, say, the Dodgers. Okay, they're an example. And I makes me nauseous to even bring up the Dodgers, but you know, all those division titles recently, they've been a competitor pretty much the last 20 years. They've got an amazing farm system. They develop players well. There's an example. Boston. Now, their farm system has taken some heat of late because they emptied it out to, you know, to go for the title. They still have some young stars up, up with them now. They're refilling it. They've been a competitor now for over 20 years. They've been involved in every race almost. The Yankees, their way of coming back to, to, coming back to the pack was win 85 games in a season. Their system wasn't great. They had to reload it. And I know they can spend more money than the Angels can. I get it. I get it. But the good franchises will win some. The great franchises find a way to do it over the course of 20 years. And if we want to talk about where somewhere they've fallen short, overall, overall, they've done that. Now, there's some numbers that I know Jared Poole that will run counter to it a little bit, which we'll talk about, but are they a team that has been able to compete nonstop for 20 years? No, because of the last five years. Because they emptied out their farm system. Because they have not developed as well as we need them to do. So, that's not on Moreno alone. But that is his organization. He runs it. And he sets the tone. That's what the, you know, that's ownership right there. You literally ownership for him. You're you are the head man. That's your administration basically. So that would be my complaint with him is that you know this is a a franchise that to me has made a lot of mistakes and mistakes by the way that other franchises were willing to make as well. Like Josh Hamilton, other franchises, other teams wanted him. Other teams wanted Gary Matthews Jr. Although I don't think anybody's going to give him what they, what they gave him. Other teams wanted, you know, Pujols. The Marlins, I think, had actually bid more on Pujols, if I remember correctly. That, that's my real thought with that. I mean, it's not that he's a horrible owner he's doing a bad job, but I think when, you, when you're a fan of a team, you want your team, especially when it's capable of spending money, to be a franchise that is in it every year. Stays consistent, stays great. It never has to do the Angels are doing right now, coming back off a five year stretch with, with no winning seasons. John? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but I mean, I, the season hasn't even started yet, and I, I, I think we are improving. I think we've improved dramatically from last year. So, oh, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying that if we're evaluating him as a whole, I just can't say that he's done this phenomenal job that deserves the franchise mentioned as being one of the best in the league. Well, but has he done a job that called that deserves for him to be called one of the worst owners in no, the league? 
No, no, no absolutely and, not. And, and, and when you, when you some people are calling that, yeah, talk, yeah, people are talking about like he's some sort of who's the owner of the who's the owner of the Padres. I, I mean, I'm sure Jared knows. You might even know. I don't know. Um, I remember it used to be the Croc family when I was a younger man. Um, so I mean. I mean, so many teams that have had so little, so much less success than the Angels since Artie's been uh, the owner of the team. And just to have, if, you know, some fans with uh, short, short side, you, you know, well, we go back to a time when I, that was before Jared was on the podcast where, where, where I was questioning people's, uh, you know, whether they were true fans, but for saying the, the words, I will not support this team until he puts a good product on the field well you know and and we know how i felt about that because i think you're putting conditions on your fan on, on being a fan um i do think for whatever the last few years you know they did have a plan last year and and i think the plan's growing and i think there is a plan to 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 get us to be well i i Again, many people would say we got a real good shot at being in the playoffs this year. So it sounds like the plan there is a plan there, and it's and it's in progress. And we signed the the best player in baseball for ten years. So I think there's a time for optimism and maybe just a little time to say, well, let's see how this season plays out. Of course, that's what I said last year. That's what we said last year. But I think there's been a lot of improvements. So. So again, I'm just saying people are. I think people are just to be ridiculously hard on Artie Moreno uh, for uh, for this team's lack of success in the in the recent recent past. Jared, I mean the fans have a right to do that. They're paying for this product, you know. It, it's it's one of those things, uh, and I, I I understand it. You know, it, it's just kind of one of those things. The fans have the right to be hard on him. They. Fans deserve a have have a winning team out there, you know. So I get it. I see it as just econ one hundred and one, supply and demand. You have to if if you want something as a business, you need to meet the demand of your fans. Like if you want to draw these fans to your ballpark and to buy your jerseys, to get them to do you know the things you'd like them to do as a producer. Then you need to you need to provide that product for them. I don't hold against any fan for saying I refuse to to purchase a ticket or I refuse. To, you guys know how much of a diehard Rams fan I am, right? You know that. I mean, that's, I thought you liked. I thought you're a Pats fan. Don't get yeah, off. I what happened? Make me throw up my mouth here. But I've already promised myself if the, if this new uniform comes out. And it's hot garbage. I'm not buying any of it. I'm not buying. I'm not spending a dime on it because that's my only way of really showing them how much I don't like it. To me, the team's colors matter. Your, your uniform matters. Everything matters. If the Angels were to change your uniform, something gosh awful. Would you guys go out there and buy it? Well, I guess I can give you a real-time answer on that one, Derek, because I didn't like the the change of the Clippers uniform by Bomber. Um, I still have my old Blake Griffin jersey. I didn't like when they traded Blake Griffin, which is why I kind of uh, 
uh, laid low last year with the Clippers. I didn't go to a game. I used to go to several games with my daughter. Um, I used to. I've, I have playoff shirts from several years in a row that I used to go, and I didn't go to any of it last year because. I was uh, boycotting that they traded Blake Griffin, and even though you know there's questionable reasons of what I didn't understand why they did it, and now they've shown me why they did it, um, and it's 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 proven it's you know it's proven that there was a reason sure. behind it. Once you explain to me there's a reason behind it, still not a big fan of the uniforms, and I don't even really like I don't really like the the other ones, the new ones they come out with this year. So I I, I can understand that, but again, I am not saying I'm not saying that you know if you but I'm saying if you go like me if I if I you know I go to as many games as I can however many I go to whatever it is I go to and then I I if I'm not saying the fan who can't afford to go, who doesn't want it, has is tight on money. That's fine, I, you know. But to blatantly say I'm not going to go, I have the money, I'm not going to go until this guy's gone. This changes, then unless it's some sort of moral quandary, um, then I, I I just have trouble. You know, at least watching on TV or you know, I don't know, just to say I'm not going to support this product. Because it hasn't won in 17 years. Um, I think it's just a little... uh, Won the big prize in 17 years. I think... I just have an issue with it. I'm not going to criticize it. I'm just saying I don't agree with it. There you go. I don't agree with it. All right. Let's let's make it a little more more modern. Let's say the Angels tomorrow make the call to trade everybody. Trout, Rendon. You name them, they're gone. Anybody who's, anybody who's older than 24, they decide just to go young and restart right now. They give no explanation to the fans. They make no decisions whatsoever to keep any of the stars. They just get rid of them all right now. What would you do? No explanation. Well, that's what that's what I used to say about, um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I think there were, I, I think there were Kobe fans... I think Kobe fans kind of some people distinguish themselves as more Kobe fans than Laker fans at times. Um, and I don't consider myself. No, I, where am I going to go? I mean, I'm not going to become a Dodger fan. Uh, am I going to, am I going to raise heck on maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll become more active on Twitter. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll become more active on social media, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. The old man here is still on Facebook. Uh, so, um, yeah, I might protest it, but am I? Am I? I guess if the product was just horrible, would I want to go? But yeah, I mean, I have gone to some pretty horrible games, so um, so yeah, I think I would still want to go to baseball games because I enjoy it. It's one of the, the least expensive um, forms of entertainment in LA that lasts for you know three hours, and so. And uh, so, and it's, you can spend time with people and yeah. So I would still support them. Would I be vocal and, and, but, but, and maybe questioning, I guess I'd be questioning Artie in that specific sense. Yeah. I'd be questioning Artie because it doesn't make any sense. But if the next year, all of a sudden we were, we were, we were picked to be in the world series, I guess I'd shut my mouth and I'd say, okay, sorry, Artie. Jerry, what would you do? Well, if they traded Mike Trout, I don't know what I would do. Um, probably follow Mike Trout just because he's that amazing. But uh, besides the point, I 
don't know what I would do. I mean, I try to find some positives behind it. You know, we've already been through so much, you know, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me in a sense. Like I'd be like, Oh yeah. You know, it makes sense for the angels just to go out and trade everybody, I guess, you know, it, it doesn't, but it, you know, for an angels fan, it makes total sense because of what they've been through and their near 60 years of existence. You know, it just, it, it'd be the most angels thing to do. You know I mean? Fans fans call it buttercupping. I mean, it, it'd be the biggest buttercup of all time, and it, it, it just it would make sense, you know, because it's the Angels. But I, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'd try to find something positive about it. You know, you, you're trading all those guys away. You're going to get some value back for them. So, you know, that's that's cool. It's exciting. That ex- that's exciting. You know, the minor leagues are going to be filled with a lot of fun players to watch if that if that were to be the case. But, you know, at the fan from a fan standpoint – I, I would understand why they would shrink their, you know, the the amount of people going to games down to five, ten thousand during a game if they traded everybody away. It's understandable to me, you know, until they became good, and you'd lose a lot of loyalty, you'd lose a lot of trustworthy fans that you know love this organization, you know, and it it'd be an unfortunate situation. And I, I know I say unfortunate situation a lot, but it would be one of those things, you know. I'd, it that wouldn't wouldn't put me it wouldn't put it past me to say that the angels would do such a thing you know just because of like i said their past and everything that the angels and the angels fans have been through especially recent years you know it it just it would make complete sense to me i'd be like oh you know that that's just an angels thing to do so well let, let me counter that with the fact that we've talked about uh, Artie's business prowess i don't think as a business businessman that would be a good decision for the valuation of, of the franchise. So I, I don't think he would do it. Let's just pretend he didn't care about baseball at all. He's not going to do that for the business aspect of it. Look, look what he's built. Look what this has been built up to. Well, I would bring it back though and saying in a situation where you trade everybody and you know, didn't say anything at all to the fan base or to the meat, just did it. No explanation, no Inform your fan base of your plan of why you did what you did and what your mindset is. I think that would tick off a lot of people and they'd have a right to be ticked off because you didn't communicate. These are your people who are spending money on your product and you just said, well, <laughs> screw the product. You know, and that's kind of what I'm saying here. I don't think you have to worry about him doing that. He had the opportunity to do it once. Now he didn't do it. He said he went and spent more money. I don't think that, I think overall, Economically, though speaking, if he were to do that, you guys have already detailed it. You've already detailed it. Many fans would walk away. They would, you know, they would certainly do less for the team. You know, they would, they wouldn't go as much. They probably wouldn't spend as much on jerseys because who would they buy jerseys for? Really, who would they, who would they buy jerseys for? So, you know, it's your decision as a fan. Final thoughts, Jared. You went and got some some stats here, and they're some pretty good ones to kind of give us a kind of an end take on Ari Moreno. What number did yeah. you find? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw the stats out here. I mean, since 2003, the Angels are uh, 1,466 and uh, 1,288. Um, pretty good win percentage there. They're just 11 and 22 in the playoffs since 2003. They've won six division titles. Um, during that time, only two teams have more, and that's the Yankees, who have eight, and the Dodgers, who have ten. 
And they've had a winning record ten of the seventeen ten of those seventeen years that Artie has been an owner. Um, if you include two thousand three, which he uh, bought the team in April, so I guess you can kind of give him a pass during the two thousand three season. It would, it would make sense, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's he's. I think you know it, it's this happens in the NFL a lot for me, and I know five years is a long time. I know you know the Angels. Have, had some rough struggles lately, but in a sense, you know, what have you done for me lately? And it, it, I, I get it. You know, I totally get it from a fan side. You know, what have you done for me lately? Not a lot. The angels haven't done a lot for the fans lately. And and I get it, but this happens in the NFL so much where you see, you know, a one and done type of thing. And that's why, you know, I think all three of us were kind of a little bit in shock when we saw Brad Osmus leave, but you know, Joe Madden made a lot of sense that, you know, for him to come and be a manager. So, you know, it, it's a fair shake type of thing. You know, I, I don't know if right now at this moment, Artie's getting the fair shake, especially with, you know, us not really knowing what happened during that trade and what, you know, anything that goes on in the background, you know, with pitching this off season and, you know, whether they obviously weren't going to pay Garrett Cole, what he got and Strasburg probably wanted to go back to, the Nationals, and, you know, they, they went and added a couple pieces. I know it wasn't the big pieces that everybody was looking for, you know, but it, it, in a sense, for me, what it feels like, it's it's a what have you done for me lately instead of what have you done for me in a whole, you know. I think Artie, in general, has been a fairly good owner, and I, I don't think you can find too many Artie Morenos in any of sport in sports. You know, I don't think there's too many out there where you can say, you know, he's stayed out of the public a lot. You know, you, you don't hear too much about this owner and, you know, especially for a big market, you know, you hear about the Dodgers owners all the time. And right now we're hearing about Jim Crane a lot, you know, but, you know, we, we don't hear too much about Artie in the um, in the in the media too much. So it's it's one of those things where I, I think that Artie's done a you know, a pretty, pretty good job, you know, B plus A, if not. I mean, if you're looking at a business standpoint, he's been an A plus plus. You know, with increasing the value of this team and everything around it, you know. But you know, the, at the end of the day, you want to get that ring. That's that's the point. And I hope it's here pretty soon. I I, I see the tables turning. You know, Joe Adele just hit it hit in Brandon Marsh for an, an RBI single to start spring training off in the first inning. So I think the tables are starting to turn. I, I like it. All right. So if you're give a letter grade, if you guys are all to just give a letter grade, what would you give them? John, uh, for his overall ownership, yes. Well, here I go. I'll probably get people tell me I, I'm going to give him a. Uh, I'm going to give him an A. I'll, I'll give him an A minus to to stop that. I mean, if we won a World Series since he's owned the team, um, we've been in the playoffs multiple times. Had multiple. We 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 got Mike Trout. Resigned Mike Trout. We so uh, un, under his tenure, we we have one of the best players of all time. Uh, that's going to spend his entire career with us. I'm going to give and uh, I'm going to give him an A. I mean, I we don't know again. We don't know the stories behind all the pitchers, and I mean, so so we didn't get we didn't get Garrett Cole, but we did get Anthony Rendon, which I I, I know people. Uh, we got somebody. We got a huge signing this this offseason, and, and I really think that 
if there was a message for Artie to get during this this offseason, I think he he got it because with Joe Madden and just what you're reading about at spring training, all the former players that are at, are going to be at, are at spring training this year, um, including your boy Bobby Gritch, uh, hoping to see him again. I don't know what time they're going to be there. Anyways, I'll settle it. I'll give him an A minus. We give him Jared. I mean, business side. I think I already said he's been A plus plus. You know, for the business side of things. Um, an owner in general, you got to give him like a solid B, you know, just because there's some things we obviously don't like, you know, with him getting into, you know, the Pujols and Hamilton and all that, you know, of course, there's that's some negatives that, you know, we don't like and changing the name to Los Angeles. I know that was a business side of thing, thing, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, getting the huge tv contracts is huge you know that that's that's a big part of being able to get these players in here and getting them to sign having the money to do that with so i mean a minus you're in the right ballpark you wouldn't be surprised like b plus a minus you know that's good you know he's he's been good i'm gonna go b um Business-wise, A++. That that includes changing the name, by the way. That includes changing the name. Because you can go look at the values of, say, the Ducks, what the Ducks are worth right now, and where they were 20 years ago compared to how the Angels have grown with their names being what they are. Okay, Part of the reason the the Angels' value has grown and their ability to spend money has been the media contracts that raise their resume, raise their revenue, Okay. That's just how it is. I I feel for the people who want the name to be Anaheim or California. I get why it's Los Angeles. I get it. It's I would rather a team win. It's just my personal opinion. You know, I hope people don't hold that too much against me. I'm more about are they able to spend money to win when they need to. Management wise, I think he I think they've made some poor decisions sometimes with the guys they get, but they've also been able to get those guys. So success-wise, I mean, you mentioned it. You have it written down for us. They, they've won six division titles since he took over. They've they've got a winning record overall. They they I know they're eleven and twenty-two in the playoffs. And that stinks, but they've been there at least. There is success, and hopefully, over the course of the next few years, that we return, we set team return to that success level. I'm giving them a B, A in the business side, like B minus over you know uh, A and B. I'm going to go tiebreaker, still B, but. Yeah, A for B, A for financials, B for performance, well, and a B overall. That's how it's right now for me. That's that's not bad. And those who think he's an F owner, I give you David Glass for the Royals for like thirty years. I give you Derek Jeter and Luria before him. I give you whoever oh I forget who it was that owned before he sold the Expos, now Nationals, back to Major League Baseball. And they moved him. He messed up a great franchise up in Montreal, honestly. There have been some really, really bad ownerships. Been some really bad ones in Major League Baseball, in pro sports. This isn't one of them, quite frankly. All right, so... I just want to say, who, who would have thought that the teacher would be the one with the tough grade? Huh? I didn't see that coming at all. The, the tough grade? 
it's just the, some of the uh, decision making when, when it comes down to it. Remember, the, the entire reason the Angels are rebuilding the last five years is because they blew up the farm system trying to win the World Series, which I don't blame them for, but some of the decisions that came from it weren't great, right? I mean, they made their share of mistakes. That's part of it. We'll never know how good or how bad Jerry DePoto was as a general manager because he got overruled some. We all know that. Tony Regans and Bill Stoneman before him. A couple of those guys have bad reps to this team. Billy Epler, you know, talking to, you know, a couple of people who have, you know, have some say, not some say, but some, some understand how the Angels are working right now. Mal told me in the last week that this trade that got shut down was a really good example of how things have not been Billy Epler's fault. But people have been hammering, hammering Epler for two years now. And let's, Credit or credit due, the, door, the, the deal that we were aware of, as it stood, was a heck of a deal, and Billy Epler put that together. So, there we go. Okay, um, more feedback before we get out of here, because we want to make sure we, we give all the love out there. All right, sorry about that. El Papa 92, well-balanced podcast. I listen to nothing but sports podcasts, and I truly enjoy, well, uh, I truly enjoy talking halos. It's well-balanced in regards to the things they, they do like and don't like, and not everyone agrees with each other, which makes great sports talks and debates. I like the detail you guys talk about from both pro and farm teams. Keep up the great works, fellas. I hope you guys get some current players on the podcast soon. We're working on it. Probably not during the regular season, but... Tata Crane. I'm guessing this is a family member there, there Johnny boy. This is my favorite Angels podcast to listen to. Love you, Derek and John. Why not, why not Jared? Um... <laughs> Uh, maybe because Jared, Jared talks, you know, talks garbage about David Fletcher. That could be. Oh, uh, might I don't know. I'm just theorizing. I'm doing better lately. <laughs> All right. So that was my daughter. I had nothing to do. With well, okay. <laughs> that was my daughter. And, not my and your and your daughter is wonderful, by the way. So here we go. You guys are awesome. Love this show. I always listen to the show at work. I'm home from work. I always mention this podcast to Angels fans. My favorite podcast, she, this person, right? 685879. Thank you. Uh, Joey Hahn, great stuff. What a pleasure to listen to, to listen as I drive my kids to and from school. Love all the different voices. Go Halos. Hey. hey. Great podcast by Dilly Pickle. Cool name. Listen to you guys all the time. Love the content. You guys have great some have some awesome discussions and try to understand everyone's perspective. Great work, guys. Keep it up. Good stuff from LA thirty seven. Great independent podcast. Balance not biased. Well, I think we're biased, but we're trying to balance all the bias. Great insight on the halos. Healy Bruce. Great balanced perspective. I've been listening to, talk, to Talking Halo since May 2019. I really appreciate their balanced perspective and insights into the Angels and baseball in general. I've learned a lot from the guys about players, analytics, and both the game and the business of baseball. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. He, he actually reached out to me and asked me when I was going to be out spring training, that guy. He's he's a good guy. I really like him. Yeah, um, seems, like, seems like a real good guy, yeah. Yeah, always want to give feedback. And by the way, we really appreciate feedback. We really could use more. Oh, always want more feedback. Uh, last one from ArnX22. Great coverage. I always enjoy these base, these guys talking baseball. Great Angels coverage. Also, a true love for the game of baseball as a whole. Keep it up. Well, keep up the good work. 
Okay, so that pretty much puts a wrap on our content for today. This turns into a pretty big, massive podcast. It was a discussion that I had no idea would take this long, but um, I should have known better. We are still 17. Let me say it again. 17 ratings away from being the 105 stars. So if you could, if you're listening and have not reviewed us on Apple Music, we'd appreciate it. We will go ahead and... Um, as soon as those 100 get there, we'll, we'll send those tickets out. Finally, we are looking for sponsors this year. We do need sponsors if we're able to keep this podcast going. And I just literally read an article this morning, so they came out a couple days ago showing how podcasts are providing more quote-unquote lift than average normal advertising outlets are. So we're talking radio, TV, newspaper, online media that's not you know listing stuff like ours. Massive difference in what we call lift, which means the amount of the results from the advertising. Okay, let's just say that the lift is the results of the advertising in the end and how successful it is. So, if you're looking at affordable advertising and you want to work with us, you like our show, or anything, send us an email at talkinghalesgmail.com and we'll be glad to talk. We can also leave a voicemail at 657-665-453 and we would love to talk about those opportunities. And now, to close the show out, any final thoughts from John and then Jared? Go. Season's here. Let's go. It's going to be a good one. I'm predicting. Again, I'm not specifically predicting anything, but I'm predicting it's going to be a good a good season. I can't wait to get to spring training. All right. And right before Jared jumps in there, John will be sending us little reports from spring training that we'll add into the podcast just so you can get a little bit of personal. If you're not able to go, like I'm not able to go, it'd be nice to hear John's point of view. Jared, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, Jim, Jemai Jones just hit a double, scored on a single, so plus plus there. And then uh, one question for you guys. I figured I'd throw this out there uh, since I asked Brock and Brent and everybody else. Uh, Mike Trout had 45 home runs last year. How many home runs does he hit this year? 40. Um, I'm going 38, 37. Conservative. I like it. Well, I believe with the person hitting behind him, he'll be able to not press like he did last year. I think he swung more for the fences last year because there was a bigger need to score runs from him alone. They didn't have a whole lot of support behind him, so there was a need to, to, to switch more into being a power hitter instead of being what he more naturally is, which is the all-around hitter. So I think we'll see more doubles. I think we'll see him more active in the base pads. Some people have him hitting 290, and I think he'll be back over 300 this year and barring an injury, is my belief. Hopefully I'm right. Hopefully. All right, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos and search for our page also on Facebook at Talking Halos and Talking Halos Group. You can find me on Twitter, Derek C. Apollo at DC Apollo, D C I P A L A, John Crane at Jags Crane John, and Jared is at Jared underscore Tims. Our other partner in crime here, Brock, couldn't make it today, but you can find him at BD Rocks 8. Don't forget, we're available anywhere podcasts can be found. Well, most places, almost every place. We're in a couple of small little outlets that we don't really have. Yeah, I'm out. And also, don't forget, again, that we are looking for sponsors as the year gets underway. For John, Jared, the entire team here at Talking Halo, this is Derek C. Paul saying, take it easy. We're out of here. And uh, my daughter wants to leave a little special message as well. Have a great one. Go Angels! I love you. You need to be the podcast now. What podcast? Daddy's Angels podcast. <laughs> you're gonna be in the podcast now because you're gonna. You said go Angels. What? 
Because you said, go angels. I am going to be in the podcast. Me? Are you saying I'm going to be in the podcast? Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history still in the make? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history still in the make? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.